All right, should we get started? Yeah, I was just going to say, it's it's probably time. I think so. Good you stuff. guys ready? Sure. Ready. We're marked. We're good to go. Yeah, we're marked. Hold on. Oh, baby. That oh, was yes. not what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, I, I turned away, but I realized that that didn't really have much of an effect anyway. <laughs> not when you're mic'd up. I move away from the mic to demand justice. <laughs> <laughs> You like Disney, you like movies, you like friends who watch these movies. Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, Disney Channel, Tipsy Battle, yeah! Hey everybody, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name's Brandon Lamuto. I'm your host, and I got a whole bunch of dirt heads here with me. They're my friends, but now they're dirt heads. But that's a good thing, I think. I don't know. We have our sound engineer, Mr. Ryan Matz. Uh, I get my braces off t- two weeks. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> I'm, I can't wait to see your beautiful smile. That was a line from the movie, but... Uh... Oh, I know, but it's okay. I still want to see your beautiful smile. Can you show it to me? We're on Zoom. I want to see it. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. 10 out of 10. Looks great. Pearly whites. <laughs> We also got our mixologist, Mr. James Letieri. Hi, I'm in the Dirty Heads. I open for Sublime with Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And we have our art director, Miss Brennan Banta. Uh, I'm getting my braces on in two weeks. Ooh, ooh, tough luck. Sorry to hear that. When I was a kid, they told me I couldn't wear braces because my jaw was too messed up and they wouldn't help. <laughs> that's, that's That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a really negligent orthodontist. <laughs> they said, oh, we have to, they said, oh, if you want to fix your teeth, we're going to have to break your jaw, take out some bone and put it back on. And I said, eh, no, thanks. That's Not okay. I thought the orthodontist yeah. medical diagnosis was too messed up. <laughs> Nothing we can do. Sorry, buddy. Goodbye. Have a lollipop. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so- this is not the orthodontist show. No, no, it's not. Thankfully, nobody would listen to that. Actually, I bet somebody would listen to that. If you want us to start an orthodontist podcast, I'm sorry, we won't. Don't 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 write us about that because we don't know enough about it. But no, we talk about Disney Channel original movies. And today is no exception. Our movie today is called Buffalo Dreams. It's about dreams of Buffalo. At least that's what the first five seconds are. I, it's just I dreaming of Buffalo. I keep wanting to call it. Buffalo Trace and Buffalo Soldier, but not Buffalo Dreams. <laughs> this movie's called Buffalo Soldier. It is about a reggae singer uh, who moves to New Mexico, and he has to learn how to, uh, you know, be a mountain biker. I think that's what this movie's about. It's about a slave who has to go fight for some other country's army for a cause he doesn't if, believe if, in. If, if you really want to know, it's 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 horse sense, but with buffaloes instead of horses. And it's got biking uh, before, in it, which is why I picked it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mount, Ryan picked this one because it has buffalo and mountain biking. Oh, yeah. Two of his favorite things in the world. But you got to do your little shtick about why we're called the tipsy panel before we get into the movie. Right, yeah. Of course. Yeah, we're, we're called the tipsy panel for a reason, and that reason is right here in my hands. Oh, yeah. That was crunchy. We got drinks, baby. Yeah, it was crisp, right? It kind of exploded all over the place. My hands all wet, but oh well. Problem for another time. We're uh, called James the tipsy panel for a reason. <laughs> yep, James. What kind of drink you got for us tonight? Well, this is a 
since Ryan already said Buffalo Trace, this <laughs> obviously includes Buffalo Trace because mm-hmm. why not? Um, so this drink is called the Hojo. Uh, yes. ho- hojo? <laughs> How, whatever, the, whatever it's called. The Hojo. It's, it's that Z-H uh, sound that we don't really have in English. Yeah. Like hojo. Like Zsa Zsa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Zhuzh. Yeah. Zhuzh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. so good luck spelling it, but have fun drinking it. Uh, so it's an ounce and a half of Buffalo Trace, uh, an ounce and a half of prickly pear syrup. Yo. Which, go, go make it. Go find it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then a splash of lime juice and then muddle fresh mint or basil or thyme in it. Honestly, it would be really good. Nice. Um, mm. And that's your hojo. That sounds great. Um, I'm going to have to make that. Obviously, uh, we're all you know still in our respective uh, homes, but that drink will be made very soon by all of us. And you at home listening. Yeah, you. If you want to make this drink, you can because we're going to post the recipe and you're going to drink it and you're going to tell us how you like it because we want to hear from you. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You can find us on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. You could email us, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Uh, you could call our Tipsy Panel hotline. That's a number that somebody here knows. Yeah, it's 911. <laughs> yeah, you just, just give that number a call and say, hey, <laughs> What's up, guys? Love your show. I rated it five stars. Uh, yeah, just real happy that you guys are making content. In, instead of saying that, call 911 and say, help, I am being murdered. I, I need help. Um, don't ask mm-hmm. for the police, though, because um, they won't help you. They'll just come up. They'll come and hurt you more. Um, uh, po- mm-hmm. Politics aside, I'm pretty sure that our Tipsy Panel hotline is uh, 914 Um Eight six three sixteen thirteen. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Yeah, that's cool. If if you Let's don't get us, just try another number. Just see what works. <laughs> um, before we start talking about this movie, though, uh, there there is some Disney Channel related content I wanted to bring to the table. Um, a few weeks ago, um, there was a, an article written on Vulture about Disney Channel original movies. It's by uh, a woman named Rebecca Alter, and it's called All 105 Disney Channel Original Movies Ranked. And it is a fellow uh, Disney Channel podcast host uh, ranking all of the DCOMs. Um, I believe her show is called Disney Channel Original Groupies. Um, But yeah, she ranks all of the movies. And there's definitely some things that I agreed with here. Um, I think, yeah, no, Alley Cat Strike and Ultimate Christmas Present definitely need to be on the bottom. I think Cadet Kelly and Pixel Perfect definitely need to be on top. But um, there's definitely some some sus things in here. Um, I, I I don't think You Lucky Dog should be on the bottom. I don't think Sharpay should be all the way at 29. I, I think swap Ooh. those two. I know, right? I think that was the fir- one of the first movies where we were all right from the beginning, like, yep, you know what? That's a thumbs down. Yes. Right, right from that the beginning. That movie get-go. was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a spinoff of the very successful trilogy, the only Disney Channel original movie to get a theatrical release, and then they did that, yeah. and it I, was I, I, Look, take my opinion with a grain of salt, obviously, because I am the self-proclaimed Simon Cowell of this podcast. I hate everything, and I relish that role but Sharpay was particularly <laughs> awful like I know insufferably bad more than insufferably they bad 
They could have given Ashley Tisdale any like original IP, but they had her do that again, and it was not great. I would rather get oral surgery than watch Sharpay's magnificent adventure at at one speed, at normal. So speed. after you take your braces off, you're gonna put them back on instead of watching Sharpay. Yeah, honestly, I'd rather have braces again. Another thing I noticed in the article is that she seems to think that hockey is a staple of Disney Channel original movies when we all know what the real staple is. Basketball, baby. Hey, it's my favorite sport. And I like the way they dribble up and down the court. And I like the way they always abandon that sport so that they could do some (laughs) other thing like acting or, I don't know, embroidery, some shit. We all know that dads are the real staple of DCOMs. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, anyone recognize the dad in this one? Because he's a dad from another one. Yes. Dadnapped. He's dadnapped dad. Yup. I I just realized that it was him, too. The whole fucking time I was watching this, I was like, who is this dad? And then as soon as you asked that, it finally clicked. George Newbern, baby. That's his name. Don't wear it out. Uh, But yeah. George um, Newbern. One thing interested. Mm-hmm. George, James, I'm, I'm wearing it out. <laughs> Don't wear well, it out. I st- oh God, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the the one thing that struck me about the list that I would just say, and I don't have my dates totally straight, but I noticed the top fifteen or so are all within like a six year period. That obviously this is very subjective, but I would say even besides that, I grew up on none of these movies. Uh, <laughs> Camp Rock deserves to be in the top twenty. And I don't think I saw mm. it there. And I think that's post, like, 2008. Like, that's definitely l- closer to 2010 than 2005, I'd say. Yeah, so but, I but originally But it's very broke... clearly, like, colored by the person's childhood, like all this stuff is. Agreed. But still. Yeah. Uh, when I originally... When we started this podcast, I originally broke the, the DCOMs into two eras. There was the pre-high school musical and the post-high school musical. But now I'm thinking there's an extra era, which is, you know, everything from like, I don't know, 2012 on because, uh, though, you know, we, we've seen a big difference in like quality of filming, but then quality, like quality of filming went up and quality of writing went way down. Yes. Um, agreed. And then, and they also all became musicals except for the Um, adventures in babysitting, which was good. Yeah. I still, I still don't agree with you guys. That's okay. We've had we've had two movies. We've had two episodes in a row now where I have disagreed with everybody in the group on my ranking, and we'll see what happens with this one. Maybe it'll be three in a row. Who knows? Um, but yeah, yeah that's this, um. What were you saying, Ryan? This, Go I was going to say this is a movie that we watched, and it's called Buffalo Dreams. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Buffalo Dreams. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm calling you out, Rebecca Alter of Disney Channel Original Groupies. Get get your chance to uh, defend your your position. Come on, yeah, the show. call the call the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel Hotline at nine one one. Yeah, it's nine one something. Um, nine one maybe one. one after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yes. who wants to let, let's let's talk about this movie. So I liked that this movie literally started with a buffalo dream. Like really, just <laughs> hitting the nail on the head there. You see a bunch of buffalo. You see. Kid from Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off Dreaming. <laughs> and then title, Buffalo Dreams. <laughs> that could have been the I'm whole so movie. I'm so checked out. I didn't even notice that. Like, you saying that, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, there's multiple Buffalo, actually Buffalo Dreams in this movie. Didn't even register. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are like either the whole budget was blown on Buffalo CGI or they got real Buffalo. I think they got real Buffalo. It's got to be some like, you know, just random stock footage. Like it, I think you maybe get like one or two shots where they're actually in the same like shot as a Buffalo. Most of the time it's like shot of person, shot of Buffalo, shot of person, shot of Buffalo. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a stupid head, but it was convincing to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was looking in the credits and I didn't see anything like CGI team, but nor did I see Buffalo Wrangler. Which so should have been clear. there, really, if it if it happened. Well, there I mean, we are... all know how to wrangle a buffalo. Yeah, There's just... only one thing in the world that calms them. Yep. Oh, it's it's the, the crooning sounds of Bill Withers, baby. They say you need on me like seven yeah. times it's saying. They had to get the rights to that. I wonder if they already had them. I feel like that that's probably the MO of Disney. Like we have the rights to these songs. Just, you know, put them on a dartboard, throw a dart and just see which one we're going to use in this movie. But it's it, such it, a weird choice. It was a plot device at the very end. And, uh, you know, we'll get to it eventually. But it, it does. Um, the subject matter of the song does make sense in the last, like, five minutes, literally five minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's, like, it's a cute song. Yeah. It, it is, but like, it's like qu- <laughs> what kid is connected to it? That's the thing is, like, you're now you're singing a song that, like, is at this point over 40 or maybe 50 years old. Hey, the movie. Yeah, they should have chosen a different time. Yeah. They should have chosen the thong song. It would have been great if Scouts, if Scout is, you know, trying to save her brother. And then the first thing we hear from her mouth is, ooh, that dress so scandalous. And you know, another guy couldn't handle this. She was shaking that thing like, who's the ish with the look in the eyes so devilish. Uh, and then the buffalo runs away. Oh, come on. Keep singing. Yeah, because whatever the kids want the buffalo to do, they will just telepathically do it through mm-hmm. this song. All right. So in terms Guys, of I didn't learn plot. shit about Buffalo in this movie. Well, there, there no, was, I, I didn't learn anything about Buffalo. Somebody tell me taught. a real fact. OK, here's a real buffalo. fact there. Buffalo are found in Africa. These are actually North American bison. That's correct. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, no, I mean, I guess bison dreams just doesn't sound as good. Yeah, you're right no. on the money with that, Brennan. That's uh, that's true. Yeah. All right, so let's talk the about the, the three the three main kids, which is spiky haired Josh. Uh-huh. He's the mainest. Uh, well, I guess yep. there's four. And, um, and then um, Thomas. Navajo, what, what's Thomas, yeah, Thomas Black Horse, who is Navajo, but also an angsty teen who hates everything and everyone. Yeah, with uh, a Canadian accent. His, <laughs> right. His younger sister Scout, who is mute. Uh, because of a a traumatic experience, but she's not and deaf. Nope. And then there's Moon. Huh. Now, uh, Moon. I don't know about you guys. Like Moon really bothers me. Like I can't explain it. He's he's not a he's bad guy. Like consistently, he is the voice of reason and a good person. But maybe it's just because he looks like the Rocket Summer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, punk he's punk princess. He's pretty poor comic relief throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know. He, he looks, doesn't really have a role. I, he looks I like, like he him. smells. I don't really understand why. Maybe because he's the trippiest character in any of these movies so far. Like, definitely the one who um, is likely to experiment with psychedelic drugs. 
but um, oh, he's the one who's got Salvia in the pocket of his cargo yeah, shorts. Exactly. I liked him for that reason. Oh, and also because of that um, joke, how uh, the the professor, um, the dad whose name I I have to wear oh, out. Oh, right. Uh, mm-hmm. He says, "Oh, so your name is Moon. Which one are you named for? Titan, Europa, or Io?" And Moon goes, "Zappa." A joke Great I'm sure joke. all the children laughed at. And I'm Kids sure, like, love the Zappa family. Some of the parents got it. <laughs> I liked him, even though he looked like the Rocket Summer. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so th- those are the kids. Um, Josh moves to New Mexico from unnamed city with Dad Nap's dad and Ann Coulter, and then they he goes to work in a lab, and he hates it. So then he works on the Buffalo Preserve, and uh, you know I thought just based on who this kid is and what I've seen him in before. Like I thought he was going to be a little shithead, but he's not, he's consistently like a, a a good kid. Like he, he doesn't know anything about anyone or anything around him, but he, he generally tries to learn and understand and, and be a good person. So on the whole, he's, he's a decent protagonist. I mean, he's not a bad kid, but he's naive and that leads to his downfall. You know, he uh, assumes that everybody is good generally, which, you know, bites him in the ass. Um, eh. Yeah, he wants to be cool, so he hangs out with a bunch of racists. He gets like a, uh, a C. You know, it's it's satisfactory. Yeah, but they are fucking racist. They all, and and yeah, they all so look bad. dumb and racist, like the curly-haired uh, white boy, Kyle. Yeah. Good, good name for a curly-haired white boy. Yeah. But also, like, the writers had to sit in a room and come up with non-offensive derogatory terms for the Navajo people. <laughs> through the, I wrote them down. They're crazy. Yeah, through the lens of 2020, they seem pretty offensive. Chili pickers. Yeah. Tortilla makers. Tortilla makers. Yo, I mean, it, I could go for some chilies and tortillas right now. I don't. Yeah, all the food. Those that don't they sound like about. insults. I mean, those they are, are but things. I just mean like those are great. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I am an Italian American. If any of you want to call me a pasta maker, that's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. But they're wrong. They're wrong in a lot of ways, mostly because they disrespect nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They they fucking tag a rock with graffiti at a nice waterfall. They it reminded me of Ithaca. Yeah. yeah. They throw soda cans. In a water reservoir. Oh, honey, those were not soda. That's cans. an allegory oh. for beer. Mm-hmm. In a Disney Channel movie. Oh, they just can't say those, it. It's implied. They're from the wrong side of the tracks. They yeah. ride their bikes through scrub brush when they're not supposed to. That's the main source of conflict: is bikes. Yeah. Yeah. They just shouldn't ride bikes through. Uh, I guess, preserved land, which is a pretty reasonable thing. Like, they're like, oh, these guys got 11 million acres and we can't ride on some of them. Dude, just go somewhere else. I'm sure there's plenty of other space in New Mexico. New Mexico, yeah. A state notorious for just having too much space. Is is that true that there's really 11 million acres on some reservation? I I somehow doubt that. That seems like too much. I don't really know how much 11 million acres is. I know that. Uh, no, I, I don't know anything. I know an acre is six how hectares, many million but that acres? also doesn't help me figure it out. <laughs> how many acres is New Mexico? 
Dear Google, please tell me. 77.7 million. So that's oh, so they a, get like a perfect a one seventh. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Yeah, I, that doesn't sound right. I don't know. I certainly but maybe hope it it's is. true, but it doesn't seem right. The Buffalo definitely deserve that land more than Mr. Curly Hair Jackass. Kyle. Kyle. I'm trying to think of like a comparable insult similar to what he called the Navajo people, but Kyle is sufficient enough as an insult. You mean <laughs> dirt heads? Yeah, but see, that doesn't even do it justice. Like they, they, they claimed that word, you know, let's, well, they, let's they were okay with that. Rubber rats. Ooh, rubber rats. Bunch of fucking rubber rats. Jerry curl using water pick needing white boy. Water pick needing. <laughs> Kyle is definitely the type of kid that you get a, a fish with a head on it in a restaurant and he leaves the restaurant. Kyle's the type of kid Who spoiled the Harry Potter series For you when you were a kid Who told you Um, Snape kills Dumbledore Wait, you just did that though Kyle It is is 2020, sir Nobody nobody cares And if they do, they already know J.K. Rowling's a turf turf. Pass it on (laughs) (laughs) Glad we're on the same page This is why we have a podcast together Kyle definitely zip-tied people to the desk in school. <laughs> oh, my mm. God. <laughs> yeah. He carved that fucking cool S into every desk he sat at. Yep. Yep. He also calls his mom a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and waitresses. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Doesn't tip. And he claps if somebody drops and breaks a plate in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't he say uses, opa. He uses... Three in one shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. <laughs> oh God, he smells so bad, like Axe. <laughs> Goes to but sleep also, with his a wet license head. plate <laughs> and his license plate says "Dirt Dog," which I can't even say is an insult. That's awesome. I, 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 I'm only upset that he claimed that before anyone else because Dirt Dog is real good. Yeah, agreed. Hmm. Um. But I do have to say that uh, Josh takes the takes the medal in this movie for best one-liners throughout the entire movie. It's all non sequiturs from him, and I don't. It seems like he made them up on his own because they they don't fit into the script anywhere. Like put a fork in me, I'm done. <laughs> oh, I love it. Can I have fries with that? Do you deliver? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look like rain He's just saying the shit in his head And I love it I'm so glad he did those things I'm from the city I take trains <laughs> <laughs> That was amazing That was I think maybe my favorite line In the whole movie <laughs> Other than when the grandpa Says to Josh You can't take dim sum <laughs> Oh my god you can't. Rule number one of Going on a, I mean, I can't say it's a vision quest, but rule number one of going to the desert to find yourself is you can't take dim sum. Which, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to go to the desert alone then. Yeah, Brandon. If I don't get dim sum, it's not for me. I know how you and your wife love your dim sum. It is easily the highlight of pretty much every Sunday morning when we get dim sum. I mean, not right now because, you know, there's a quarantine, but whenever all the restaurants are open again, we get dim sum pretty much every Sunday. My other favorite Josh quote, p- when he mm-hmm. when he first finds the bike, he goes, it's weak, but it's wheels. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like that he takes candlelit baths. He, oh, does. he takes oh multiple God. in this movie. I was uncomfortable. It was there so uncomfortable. Three, three different scenes of him in the bathroom and bathing himself in some way. His, his dad talks to him through the door every time he's in there. It's weird. I do got to say, though, that that one, you know, intimate candlelit bathtub scene is definitely the best shot to ever happen in any of these movies. He, like, turns over, like, the side of the bath and looks wistfully toward, like, away from the camera. The cinematographer who chose that is, you know, the best at his job. I Or her job. I don't know who it was. But uh, I, I hope they... I hope they got a bonus just for that shot. If you didn't and you're listening, I will give you $10. You've earned it. <laughs> so um, I think I think one of the things that bothered me the most about this movie was the, the uh, radio host and the fact that their radio station was so annoying to me. Oh, my God. It's, it's like Why the director wanted this to be do the right thing. Why do children have real jobs in this movie? Like one works at That's a research center, question. one has her own radio show. Yeah, she like was the fate true. the fate of the um, preserve is left up to a child's race on mountain bikes. Yeah, there's no adults who work there at all. Like the grandfather, I guess, runs it, but I we don't see him do a single thing with the preserve. He just you know provides grandfatherly advice. And yeah, the only adult with a job is Josh's dad, who's an astrophysicist. And even Josh works at the astrophysicist's place. Yeah. Jo right. Josh's mom does have a job, too. It's uh, to make uh, culturally appropriative recipes and take photos of them. <laughs> oh, to she's, be fair, she's though, an Instagrammer. At this time, like, at, yeah, at this time, that wasn't a, that wasn't like a culturally appropriated thing like nobody recognized it as such through our lens it's yes very very clearly that like she should you know she shouldn't be taking credit for all of the things that she's getting off the backs of other people's but, but I, I, I feel like know. it's it's a joke like you can see clearly that it is because she's like i made corn surprise popovers and it's presented in that way that it's almost like come on lady i don't know maybe it's just me also, the children no, no, drive an Escalade. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw that. This must have been. I mean, how old are Escalades? This must, that must have been like when they were at their peak. That was you an know? avalanche, like, you guys. That was a, an, definitely an avalanche. No, no. I, oh, backed I, it it was, I backed yeah, it up. I backed it up to see it. The Escalade pickup. <sighs> I recognize Shit. those rims. That is an Escalade. <laughs> yeah. It was a pickup, though, because they need all that room for the bikes. <laughs> The the yeah, thing so about the the, mm -hmm. the radio host that struck me, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but first of all, it, number one, it was Chanel from the Cheetah Girls. Adrian Bailon. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, now Adrian Houghton. Oh, yes, of course. Miss 3LW. <laughs> um, was, here's a question, was she in uh, darker makeup? Did she, was she basically made to be more tan? to fit as, like, a Native American? I am going to say no, because she doesn't change her voice. Like, she still sounds Latina. Yeah, and she has, like, a Staten Island accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But 
she didn't have to be in this movie at all. I imagine there was a contract for her and she had to fulfill it. But the radio host plays absolutely no role in this, even a little bit. There is not a single scene where she is needed. Everything could be accomplished without her. Yeah, yeah it was they, pretty annoying. They definitely shot all of her stuff in a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She I don't wore even the understand why she even. <laughs> I didn't even notice I just don't understand why she's under contract though Because she did three Cheetah Girls movies Did they really do a contract with her for four movies? Maybe I don't know Maybe She was on The Masked Singer though And everybody knew immediately Because her voice is extremely noticeable Which is why As soon as we heard her on the radio I said, oh, that's Adrian Houghton Because You just know her voice and I was annoyed by it the whole time. It was very strange. And it's a shame because she's she's great. Like she's she's great in Cheetah Girls and she's uh, a funny celeb to just follow. But yeah, I don't know why she's in this movie. Okay, so Josh is hanging out with the bad boy group of the biker gang, and in order to seem cooler, he takes them to kind of a magical preserved uh, watering hole the And that's when they do all the graffiti So that's how like that's that's where The beginning of the trials and Tribulations begin Yeah, yeah and that's right after he like Just gets to be friends with Thomas and Moon And Scout like they just Accept him they're like oh come swim at our place And then he immediately shows the biker gang Yeah so to yeah. make good Like grandpa Sends Thomas and Josh on a camping trip with no materials whatsoever. Just a knife yeah. and some blankets. Takes away all their food, takes away all their supplies, and just says, well, go ahead, have fun. Uh, Here's some ayahuasca. No dim sum. <laughs> well, they do have some crazy dreams. Um, Which are all in so sepia tone. <laughs> yes. Of, I mean, of course they are. <laughs> they're in New Mexico, and they're dreaming. What color would you expect to use as a filter? Turquoise. <laughs> nah, crazy. Could never a lot of happen. turquoise. This is like how, you know, Hollywood always puts on that filter whenever you're in, say, Mexico. It has to look hot. It has to look different. It can't look like America because it's not. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so their dreams. Uh, Thomas dreams about his ancestors and he dreams about, you know, it's like he has to, you know, they're like, you have to, you know, save the herd or something and he's like that's not my problem and his ancestors are like yes it is and he goes oh oh okay then and uh josh just dreams about eating a hamburger with a bird <laughs> <laughs> which i did enjoy uh that's actually where my decom f-bomb was uh does anybody want to talk about the decom f-bomb i think well, it's, you do I think well, I do. Yeah. OK, fine. I don't care what you guys think. I'm talking about the decom F-bomb. For those of you who don't know, the decom F-bomb is very simple. Um, if this were a PG-13 movie, you get to say the F-bomb once. Where would you put it? Uh, mine is there. Uh, so if uh, so, he's Josh is streaming. He's just talking to a bird and eating a burger. And the bird says, oh, yeah, you know, your spirit animal's probably a bird. It could be could be an eagle, could be a hawk, could be some other things. And he and Josh would say, or a flamingo. And Bert goes, what? No, 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 that's fucked up. No, it's not a flamingo. No, you're an idiot. Don't do that. You're an eagle. Don't do anything else. That's my decom F-bomb. Nice. I, I feel like uh, Scout probably has to have the decom F-bomb. 
Oh. Yeah. She probably has to sign it. I think probably <laughs> the part where it would have had to come was um, when Josh, like, stumbles upon her watching her iPad in bed or whatever. Um which was also fucked up because he was like the bed the bedroom intruder. And he does that twice. Yeah. So I think <laughs> she'd have to sign like "Get the fuck out of my room" or like "Who? Why the <laughs> fuck are you here?" Um, but yes, to your point, Joshi does do that twice. He sneaks up on Scout, who's like in her pajamas in bed, and then he just opens the door to Grandma and Grandpa's uh, sweat lodge, which is fucked up and weird. Weird as hell. Yeah. That's where the abstract F-bomb comes in. Grandpa looks at him with like, yeah. he's, got the, he's got the fuck eyes on. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's something I noticed about uh, Josh's parents, where any time a scene ended with just the two of them, they always gave each other a look. Yeah. And you know that as soon as it was just the two of them together, they were about to go to Bone oh, Town. Boy. I, I, I even wrote down, uh, dad says to mom at one point, he's like, you like it? <laughs> I, the the fifth note for in the movie, which must must have been like within ten minutes of the movie starting, was mom just gave dad a nice horny gaze. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Anyway, Brennan and James, y'all got f bombs. Um. Okay, mine is back when mom Nan is her name. Don't know why wow. I haven't met anybody named Nan before. Whose name? But. She, the moms. Her name's Nan? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I had no idea. You definitely um, didn't make that up. <laughs> I just wrote her down as mom. She's talking about her cultural food exploration, and she would call the recipe dried blue corn cheese ball fuck-me-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I would eat those every day. Yeah, fuck you up. That sounds great. I like it. Yeah, fuck me up with some cheese, please. <laughs> they sound kind of gross. Oh, yeah. That's okay, though. Like, I, I will eat gross food. That's fine. Also, everyone makes fun of the general store's food, but it sounded great. They had yeah. jerky from every place, corn in any kind of way you want it. Fry bread. So yeah. Yeah, I, was, I was talking to my wife about this because jerky was cited more than once as a weird food in this movie but like in 2005 in popular culture the only jerky was like slim jim and slim jim sucks so yeah. I, I i guess that might be where that comes from it was before the jerky revival <laughs> mm -hmm. um james I, i'd say my f-bomb one possibility is definitely the mom and the dad for sure but so i would say when they're on their not their vision quest vision quest their hojo uh you hear the grandpa giving like weird not it's it's like wisdom but it doesn't mean anything like one of the things he says is he goes create a circle around you to connect all things and it, you're not you are to assume that josh doesn't hear the voice of the grandfather but i thought it'd be really funny if that plays and then josh just goes the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. He's like building a fire pit. He's like, is it a fire pit or am I supposed to like spin? I don't know. What the fuck? Am I supposed to sleep no. in a ring of rocks? Yeah. Yeah. The actor for Josh, uh, Riley McClendon, he could do a good decom F bomb. Like just looking at him, he, he would drop a good fuck in, in any of these movies. Kyle, you're not supposed to fucking spray paint here. 
<laughs> the fuck's <laughs> wrong with you, man? He has great exasperated face. Yes. Yeah. I did have an alternate decom f bomb where um, it was right when they were challenging each other to the race, where the, where um, where Josh is like, "Well, let's settle it." And Kyle's like, "Oh yeah, you and me, one on one." And then Kyle just decks him in the nose, and Josh goes, "Ah, fuck! I met a race." Yeah, Ugh. yeah. I thought they were gonna fight, but I should know better. No, I mean, it, I I feel like we've if this movie came out in two thousand five, I think this is past the point of fighting aloud in a in a decom like we saw some fights we saw fights in brink we saw fights in johnny tsunami and uh i i, I don't think we're really going to see many past that era i think they decided no if you want to settle your beef you, you gotta it. do it with athlet yeah <laughs> we're singing it we're we're skating it we're biking we're, it. we're just not yeah just no fists Hey, that's our decom f bomb. If anybody else out there has a good decom f bomb, please let us know uh, at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Find us. Let us know. We want to hear it. What else um, we got, guys? Hey, remember when Josh ate poison berries and puked? That no. was fun. When was that? When During he was on the, the Hojo. Yeah. Well, I must have yeah, missed that. Yeah, he did that his part. Hojo. Because mm-hmm. I definitely would have made a he joke about him eating berries and tripping balls. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, that, well, that's what I thought was going to happen. There's one part when Josh is training, and he's doing pull-ups, but like the camera is framed, so you really only see like his chest, and it's so obviously somebody like lifting him up and putting him down, <laughs> lifting him up. Um, so, so to get back to the plot, like in order to make good with the Navajo, Josh decides to race the bad boys and whoever wins the race gets to like be on the land, which is ridiculous. Children it's weird. Like do they expect him Yeah, do they expect him to like move? And neither should the elderly. I don't well, know. It's real it's truly just for mountain biking rights. Yeah. They're having a mountain mm-hmm. biking race so that either the Kyle and the dum-dums will stay off the land forever or they will just never have to have to hear from josh or thomas or moon that they shouldn't be there i feel like this is the flaw of every villain in disney channel original movie they are all renegades but they respect the honor of a a one-on-one challenge (laughs) that's correct and and I, i i don't think that's that has any basis in reality yeah and the associated flaw that the whole town would just go along with the results of this race. Yeah. And well, not the whole o- town is like seven people. Well, it's true. But not only, but here's the thing. I, I actually got very upset because I realized what's been bothering me. So the, they're, they're leaving it to these kids to settle their dispute. But they're not, they're also taking that dispute as relevant to everybody. When the truth is, any if in real life, if parents are like, you're going to race a kid for ownership of this land, let me go <laughs> talk to their parents and neither of you will race. Like, that's <laughs> mm-hmm. what's going to happen. But the parents are just like, oh, shit, we got to let this race happen, guys. Like, I guess this is how we decide everything is because this kid, unbeknownst to nobody, just wanted to go on a race. Honey, bring the telescope so we can watch from the yeah, race start let's line. Let's call the town and have the radio station announce it because the stakes are exactly what this one kid said they are. Or it would just <laughs> happen 
and no parents would know because they wouldn't involve their folks and it would just be some dumb turf war between children. Yeah. But instead it becomes an event for the town in a way that would never happen. Yeah. What do you Can think Kyle's parents f- had to say about all this? Kyle's parents I, are fucking meth heads. I have a, a cons- cooking <laughs> I have a conspiracy theory what is about it? Kyle's parents. That I the love woman the woman whose truck keeps getting rammed into by Buffalo <laughs> oh. are Kyle's parents, which is why he's so gung ho on like removing the land as revenge okay, to okay. his mom's truck. Let, let's unpack that. So the mom is the woman in the truck. And his father is the buffalo, and they're going Ooh. through a nasty divorce, and that's that's the crux. That's the crux of Kyle's angst. That's why he's so mad at the buffalo land because <laughs> his father, the <laughs> buffalo, went out for cigarettes and never came back. Guys, I have a question. Did that woman serve a purpose, or was she a plot device? No. No, see, that's why I, this movie felt like do the right thing to me. There's so many like extra peep, like people who aren't part of the plot that are used to just move the plot forward. Like the plot <laughs> is really just about three characters and everybody else is there to just emphasize those three characters. And you even have a radio host who was, you know, pushing it all along. I mean, these all these movies come in in exactly 90 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the real reason why we have all this garbage plot. Yeah, absolutely. We should also, see if, if we, we could talk for 90 minutes about this movie. I mean, I'm sure we could. Oh, I mean, I'll I'll come up with some bullshit. Absolutely. I could I could just here. I'll just look through my notes. I could definitely just keep talking about how Josh jumped into the river with socks on for like 20 minutes. I don't oh, understand. Oh, I wanted to bring that up. Was that a crazy tan line or was he wearing socks? Oh, it it was socks. It was 100 percent socks. <laughs> Remember this 100 percent. This is that era where it was cool for boys to wear normal clothes when they jumped into water. Like, board shorts, you had to wear boxers under board shorts. So the underwear that you wore around during the day also (laughs) became the thing that you jumped into the water with. And then when you came out of the water, you don't dry off your underwear. You just put your regular shorts back on. Or you just walk around all wet and soggy. Oh That's God. what's called being cool. That sounds like a staph infection. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and but then also Scout jumped in in jean shorts. Yeah, that's true. Have any of these people heard of bathing suits? They're pretty great. How old was Scout supposed to be? Like, how old were any of these kids supposed to be? Because we're if we're led to believe that Thomas and Josh are the same age, even though it's never explicitly stated. I don't know. I I think they're probably 15 or 16. I think that's fair. Kyle drives a car, so he is... I don't know the laws in New Mexico. He might be 16, he might be 17. So, but uh, this, is, this is weird. I don't know why I just thought of this, and I doubt they thought it through this much. Um, in New Mexico, because I remember listening to some Mark Maron podcast, he said, <laughs> it, it was specifically when he was talking to Mike Judge, 
and they shared because <laughs> Mike Judge is also from New Mexico and, and Mark Maron's from New Mexico and they shared wow. that I think in New Mexico you have to be I think you get your driver's license at least it used to be at like 15 full license what it's crazy way young and they talked about seeing basically children behind the the wheel <laughs> That's ludicrous. I would have crashed every car if I was driving at 15. Well, it does make sense. I mean, uh, Thomas is driving. Kyle's driving. Uh, the only reason um, Josh isn't driving is because his parents clearly can't afford to buy him a car. They can't even afford to buy him a good bicycle. Oh, wait. Hold on. That's a great segue. Can we talk about um, the the Navajo plot device, which is just that, like, uh, that, that shop of you know curios where his father gets him a good mountain bike so yeah throughout this movie we get we get various hints that the navajo just know things about you that you don't um you have the omniscient plot device grandmother who always knows what the the family needs before they know what they need uh but then when josh is comatose in his bed or something the father goes out on a drive and passes signs that say looking for something and then a fourth sign that's a question mark and he goes huh like that's how you pronounce (laughs) question mark huh (laughs) (laughs) and he he goes to the shop and it's just got a bunch of trinkets a bunch of tchotchkes and it's called things forgotten right (laughs) it's <laughs> things forgotten and the woman already knows what he's there for she's like it sounds like she's a thrift like, store yeah but she just goes i have a bike you can buy it for cheap it's here it's a bike you can have yeah, it and it's also brand it's like new. he's a he's a white scientist in a native american like reservation he can afford the full price yeah oh yeah 100%. their house is huge oh my god we didn't even talk about the best part of this movie it's the moment where Josh and his family show up and then Scout walks past them and signs, there goes the neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. right. I totally forgot about that. I'm like so minutes. glad that that happened. Yeah, right at the beginning. It's, it's great. And you know what? She was right because all they did was bring trouble. Yeah. Well, that's what whites do when they show up to native lands, historically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we talk I, about the... We, decom dad hour oh sure yeah let's do the decom dad hour we always rate the dads on this show uh let's talk about george newburn aka uh dad i assume he had a name i i didn't care to learn it his name's dad um i'm gonna give him a b minus he means well but like he gets his son a job doing copies in the basement of his lab and it's clearly a shitty job and uh i don't know he means well but he's not great b minus I'm I'm going to agree with you on that, Brandon, but I think that he's bumped up to a B minus after doing extra credit, you know? Okay, I mean, yeah. I think the extra credit is that he goes the extra mile to find the bike for his kid, and, um, you know, he ultimately is supportive of him quitting his buffalo, uh, sorry, quitting the research job. I thought you were going to um, say quitting his buffalo dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, he supports his buffalo dream. Yeah, he. What he, is this? What is a buffalo dream? Like, is it a pipe dream? Oh my god! It's great, when you dream of moving to Buffalo, question. New York. <laughs> this movie oh should god, just take place buffalo in Buffalo, dream. New York. It's a dream about wings. 
Imagine if this movie, yeah, imagine if this movie was just like Little Italy. Like he moves to Buffalo and he meets this guy who runs like a a a, a wings store and he has to learn how to make good chicken wings. But the guy's like, "You're not from here. You'll never be able to make wings like me." You got to raise guys, $500 before the Sabres game. <laughs> <laughs> We had to get Buffalo off the rust belt. Yeah. <laughs> the important it's thing your to responsibility, state here, though, kid. Reinvent the city. People from Buffalo. People from Buffalo fucking die, live and die for Buffalo. So this movie will make money. If we make a movie about Buffalo dreams, about, you know, moving and learning to love Buffalo, New York, it's going to like triple its budget, no matter how much we spend on it. It's probably true. Wait, can, can I say something about Buffalo? Mm-hmm. Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Wow. wow. Real sentence. There's, there's three more in there. It's a sentence of eight, eight buffaloes. Damn it. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, do you know about Potato, the horse? Yes. Whose name is Pot-8-0? No, it's <laughs> pot dash it's sorry. It's pot dash o o o o o o o o. So it's eight yeah. o's. Anyway, um, but I digress. Good name. Yeah. Now let's. We should just talk about horse names because that's that's pretty great. American Pharaoh, but Pharaoh is spelled wrong. Like like the grain American another. American F A R R O. Well, it's no. It's it's spelled like. So the correct spelling of Pharaoh is P-H-A-R-A-O-H. But the horse is spelled P-H-A-R-O-A-H. And okay. that's, the, that's the correct spelling of the horse's name. I don't know why, but that is it. Making up horse's names is a lot of fun. I Make would it- love to. Okay, quick, here. Make some horse names. Um, half off Tuesdays. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's my horse name. I'll have Boulder another Dash. I think is like a famous uh, horse. Water bottle gulp. <laughs> can't touch that. I hey, don't you think you guys. can use that one because of the song. Like the reason why they're so well, wacky the song, is can't touch this. The song is yeah. can't touch this. My bad. Very different. My bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I'll have what she's having. This is so bad. I'll have what he's having. That's a good my one. My bad. My bad. My bad. That's a good horse name. <laughs> you, you wish, pal. say it twice. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Tom Bien. Ooh, How about them one. apples? Ooh, excellent. Touch the Jones. <laughs> I only take trains. I'm from uh, the city. Yeah, that's a good one. So something else that I wanted to talk about that I alluded to before, but we still haven't touched on is how shitty Josh's bike is. He's riding what's essentially a fixed <laughs> gear beach cruiser yeah, I rode instead beach of cruiser. a mountain bike. And, like, and it's a like, major plot point in this movie. And he's expected to keep up with anybody on that bike. Which he it's does. Crazy. He crashes he does. like four times. Yeah, And one of the times that he crashes, Kyle actually takes a stick and puts it in his spokes. Yeah, that's fucked. It is he, very he did fucked. a lot and of shitty things for like throughout days. this movie, but... <laughs> yeah, honestly, uh, towards the end when they were racing on uh, the Devil's Turnpike or whatever the fuck it was called, I, I was surprised that he didn't actually 
actively try to push Josh off the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it, when he put the spoke when he put the stick through the spoke, I was like, "Is this the race? Did I just miss yeah. right the top of the race?" No, it's, it's kind of it seems like it was. Yeah. Well, he just like rolls up on the three goons biking, and he's like, "I can keep up with you." And then, she's <laughs> like, "Don't show them that, Josh. Keep your secrets for the race day." <laughs> I think this movie should have had more of Virgil. Do we all remember who Virgil was? Virgil was the like the assistant in the lab who showed Josh what to do when he walked around. Mm. He's got long yeah. hair and an untucked shirt, which shows that he doesn't play by the rules. I would have loved long to see hair. him just be like the guy in a movie, just doing things, giving advice. Long hair, bad. untucked wow. shirt, That's almost a real with pitch. a tie. Oh man! Yeah, long hair and untucked shirt with a tie. That is a character in every movie, and he was underutilized in this one. I just had a crazy parallel and i can't think of the name of the movie which is really sad because we spent not only an hour and a half watching it but just as long talking about it the movie where the kid is in a lab under the hockey rink Genius. what if virgil was the professor that teaches that kid oh shit oh i would love that yeah what the fuck was the Genius. name of that movie what was that movie Genius. Genius. yes i, I love genius <laughs> I, I, know, I know you did, but it, I mean, I get it. It's definitely a guy's movie. Like, pretty much every character hey. is a guy. No, I, mean? I, I mean, I'm. <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh, that doesn't reflect poorly on anybody but the movie makers. Like, they did no, not cater their movie. movie to a wide audience. Yeah, this is absolutely. This a is guy also movie a guy too. movie. The only girl yeah. that's in this movie doesn't speak as yeah. a character yeah. trait. Well, Brennan, <laughs> mm-hmm. if I may mansplain something to you, she actually does speak, and it's oh, tell just me at about the very it. end. I couldn't, well. I couldn't keep up. Tell me about it. <laughs> this movie is so difficult to follow. <laughs> <laughs> she she sings the same song that her brother sings as her first words since the car accident that killed her mom and dad in yeah, order to save her brother. Yet. Yeah, I mean. There's really a lot to talk there's about to say. in this yeah. movie. Yeah, exactly. Her parents but got there's Batman's. also nothing to that's, say. But that's anyway. They died on their way yeah. to Seattle, which is a pretty <laughs> shitty way to die. I feel like that was just a way for them to try to say, like, why doesn't this kid like city folk? Because their parents were going to Seattle. Wait, Josh should have moved to New Mexico from Buffalo. Just as like a little haha. <laughs> yeah. Also, did anyone pick Instead, up the line um, by Thomas when he says, I want to be from Brooklyn or yeah. Graceland? Yeah. Yep. I'm Say tired of two being Two very similar places. Brooklyn or Graceland. Yep. Yeah. yeah I was very, very that. similar. My favorite line. I mean, I, I said a bunch of them, but one that I wrote down was when Josh was comatose and he said, and his father said, We've got a medical doctor on the way, which was clearly like a dig at the what he perceived as the grandfather's like witch doctor, you know, tendencies like burning sage in a room. But I mean, that's the shit that worked. 
The medical doctor didn't do shit. She was just like, yeah, let him sleep for like three days. Has he been stressed out lately? Said the medical doctor. <laughs> hmm. Yep. Said the parents. Another Very fucked up weird. line was um, when <clears throat> Scout gave Josh the turquoise and Thomas says, just don't start shaving your legs or anything. Like, what the fuck was that? Trying to imply I that really it was girly? I really don't know. So I was trying to think about this. It's either that the necklace was girly and it's a girl acknowledging that, which is kind of weird, or it's because of aerodynamics. Like if you're really good at biking, oh. maybe you shave. I don't know. I, I had friends in college who did a lot of biking and I don't remember them shaving their whole body. I think that's really just a swimmer thing because you wear like full body suits when you're biking. I don't think your leg hair really affects anything. But yeah, I had the same thought. Well, well, Brandon, as someone who rides a bike, I don't wear a bike suit. Well, maybe you should. You'd probably go a lot faster. Just what I need. A need for speed. Yeah, there you go. Hey, guys, everyone catch that. uh, What? (laughs) Good question, Brandon. (laughs) What does photosynthesis smell like? I don't know, but it smells like something in the movie, according to Dad. It smells like yep, photosynthesis smells like... in here. <laughs> He's a fucking scientist. He could just say He's smells like plants. It smells like teen it Smells spirit. like chlorophyll. Hey, remember that survivor joke? Oh, God. I don't remember it. It was, uh... I don't yeah, it was, um... What Grandpa is it? said um, it. Yeah, so Thomas was saying to his grandpa, like, I need a job, a money job. And his grandpa says, I could teach you to be the next survivor, which was like a weird cultural reference. Like, you don't really get much of any cultural references in these movies. They're largely self-contained, but I don't know. I guess Survivor was really big in 2005. I I watched a little bit of Survivor, but I do know a couple Survivor heads who have seen Every season, no, every survivor have watched like the all star survivors. It's it's a real fan base still in Yuck. 2020. Former guest, Willie Landy. Huh? Big survivor yeah. head. Him. Yep. We got to get Jeff Probst on the show. I think it's time. I think we should show him. Uh, oh, you know what we got to get him for? We got to get him for uh, the sequel to Horse Sense, which is where they get stranded on an island. And it's not about horse sense at all. Nice. Jumper second. That's what it's called. For a second, I thought you were going to say a movie that Jeff Probst was actually in because that's not that far off for a DCOM to get Jeff Probst in the early 2000s. That's that's true. Yeah, he probably could have done it. But if if, if anything, I feel like it would have been an even Stevens movie. Or maybe he is in Jumping Ship. I really don't know. It would be great to see him just show up in, in Jumping Ship. I think it would be a, a nice little uh, reference. A little nod, if you will. An Easter egg. What else do we have about this movie? Do we got anything? Well, we haven't talked about the ending. No, we, what, we haven't. What, what is the ending? Scout sings, and they, they stop the buffalo from trashing the town. Yeah. But I don't think the town would have really gotten trashed. I, I think I don't think the buffalo would have run into or through buildings. 
Like the I, Buffalo also, the roads are just dirt. Nature, like a tornado, let's say. They wouldn't have mm-hmm. leveled the town. I agree. Yeah. But basically, yeah. it's that Josh sees Buffalo, like a bunch of Buffalo moving quickly during his race, and he abandons the race, which I kind of don't think Kyle's going to be cool with that move, and he'll still claim ownership of the land. Uh, because the mm-hmm. race was not won by Josh, and then Josh Thomas and Scout team up to save the town by singing "Lean on Me." But then, Scout speaks, and Kyle loses his friends, which is the fate of all the antagonists in these movies. <laughs> yep. Um, I have something fun we can do. On March eleventh, mm-hmm. Brandon asked us the decom Buffalo Dreams is 15 years old today without looking it up tell me what it's about and i have all of our responses of what we oh thought my this God. movie was about nice yeah that Please. was another reason i picked this movie is because i remember we discussed it way back when b b bc that stands for before corona <laughs> it was like it was like right when corona was starting Oh my God! It feels Things like it was different. ages ago. Things they were different. different. We, but, we were together oh my God, in that, person. When that yeah, happened. miss it. <laughs> but that 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 would be great, Brendan. Please, I want to hear everyone's responses. Okay, James says, 15 years old is 2005, so it's either about computers or a ranch." I'm gonna say a kid saves a ranch using computers. <laughs> wow, you were pretty close. Wow. He worked at like a big lab and he did save what wow. is he saved a preserve, which is kind of like a ranch. So that's good. Ryan, I actually don't have one for you. I don't think you participated in this fun. Oh, I, I remember um, giving a response. I mean, I, I don't think I'm going to scroll back in, in our text conversation for that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I, um, I don't see it. Well, I, I also might. I think I posted them on our on our Insta story at Disney Channel, Disney Channel. Oh, you probably so I'll see messaged it. it. Yeah, I, I I remember. Um, because Brandon, where are you reading from? Are you reading from Instagram or are you reading from the, the group text chat, thread? the text group chat? Yeah, I might have Instaed it, which I and I think I remember what I said too, which was um, something to the effect of like a kid has to save, uh you know, a, a Native American uh, reserve or something. Cause I, well, I, you were spot on. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what I said. But what, what did Brandon say? Uh, Brandon didn't participate either because he's the one that officiated oh, that's right. the question. What'd I wish I say? had yours. I said it's about two boys or a group of boys or brothers, but definitely boys. Attempting to bring a buffalo herd to their school in Cleveland, Ohio, after Maine boy has a telepathic relationship with the Maine buffalo. Bringing home the buffalo <laughs> booms local economy as it turns into a tourist attraction after the decline in buffalo becomes so steep. Plus, boy can talk to buffalo and they perform tricks and stuff. They raise enough money to keep their basketball program. <laughs> Just all there the decom tropes rolled yeah, into one. Not enough basketball in this movie. Spot on. That was a real Ryan, missed opportunity. This right movie here. wasn't that. okay. Good. <laughs> this was this was Ryan's uh, summary of Buffalo Dreams. A white boy moves out to the reservation and wants to fit in. Already very accurate, but can't <laughs> play lacrosse. He meets a cool older Native American guy mm-hmm, who shows him the way of the mountain bike and the buffalo. 
Oh, and there's a corrupt casino development that can only be stopped by Casey slash Chad slash Ethan winning a bike slam. Ryan, you were real close. <laughs> wow, Ryan. You were very close. You Casey, hit just Chad about all the marks. Ethan. <laughs> I mean, it was Josh and Kyle, so like you had the right idea. <laughs> yeah, I knew I, I knew I'd been close. A bike slam. Yeah, that's the integral part <laughs> of this whole thing. You know, I <laughs> wish there'd slam. been some kind of casino developer aspect of it, but um, it might have been too on the money. All right. Final thoughts. Anybody have anything before we uh, have yeah, one more ahead, order of business before we wrap up? Good credits mm-hmm. names. Yes. Oh, yes, please. I, I, James. for some reason, forgot. So I need to hear these. James, was your favorite the same favorite that I have, which was Dewey Beck spelled yes. D-U-Y? Yes, D-U-Y. <laughs> That's one of Kyle's cronies. Dewey Die Dewey, Dewey? D-U-Y. I've, I've no never seen that said. name. Dewey Beck. Dewey. <laughs> Amazing. That's oh, number man. one on my list, Ryan. Totally correct. You, yeah, I figured. <laughs> what else did you have? Oh, I got Don Shanks. Uh, I got John. <laughs> I got John Williams, but John has two N's. It might have been a typo. Uh, I got Jeff Chumas, El- Elva Neva. Chumas. Uh, Elva so, Neva. So Don Shanks, John Williams, Jeff Chumas, and Elva Neva were all in a row. They were all the stunt department. Whatever stunt department oh this is, God. everyone in Hollywood should hire them. Uh, and then there's two. Incredible. There's Dean Okrand and Joe Melody. Dean hmm. Okrand sounds like a fighting baseball name. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Melody also sounds like he would be in baseball. Joe Melody he sounds, sounds like he would like, be a manager. Yeah, he, he also sounds like a pizza o- parlor owner that moonlights as like a Frank Sinatra impersonator. <laughs> <laughs> what is the I've, name I've, of uh, fucking Ron Swanson's um uh, uh duke silver player. duke silver right it sounds like duke silver duke silver and joe melody at the at the ping pong club this monday <laughs> at dusk <laughs> i have I've one more good credits name and that's frank bear b-a-r-e i just really like that for some oh i've never heard the name bear spelled M- as my in name, nude my name frank bear my Amazing. name elva nava or or nava elva nava I like Neva better. Elva yeah. Neva. Or Dewey Beck. <laughs> Dewey Beck. Don Shanks. Well, that's uh, that's it for me. I mean, uh, you know, other than the gratuitous drug use in this movie from Grandpa, of all people. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Shanks for sharing. Yeah, you heard that. All right, let's rate this movie. Uh, for those of you who don't know our rating system is very simple you give it a thumbs up or you give it a thumbs down there's no in between you just got to pick one so uh somebody start us off shot not i'll go shot not okay so the the thing that i remembered in this movie it took me back to my like actual film studies days the the concept it's it's to me, it's super racist. The, the concept of this movie is like between the dad driving and seeing signs like you need to go here. Like all the problems are solved by just the mysticism of the native people. 
by the the uh, uh, I forget their tribe. Um, the Navajo. The Navajo. The Navajo people. Yeah. Wow. That was bad on my part. But still, <laughs> like they just solve their problems by virtue of being that, which is actually I remembered the exact theory. This is Spike Lee's term for the magical black character in movies like The Legend of Bagger Vance, where a, a white, basically the concept is a white character has a problem, they encounter a magical person of a different culture, and their problems are solved. Mm. So that kind of permeated the whole thing, and once I thought of that, it's just everywhere in this movie. So that's the philosophical side. On the action side, the acting really sucks. God, Tommy <clears throat> Thomas is a bad actor. <laughs> so bad. He's bad. And the grandma's bad. Uh, it's fun in places, but overall, thumbs down. Valid. I'm, very, very I'm, valid. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off that because you said a lot of things that really resonate with my review. Look, this movie means well. You know, it tries to establish a bond between two separate cultures, two cultures that historically have not gotten on very well. But James is absolutely right. The the acting is terrible. Um, and I don't know. So I thought... Like, within 10 minutes, I knew everything that was going to happen in this movie. And it was just 80 more minutes of me just waiting for it to play out. And it felt like it could have all happened in, like, an episode of a TV show. I thought it could have been, you know, 25 minutes, throw in some commercials, and we would have gotten the whole thing. But they really dragged it out. Um, it's horse sense, but worse. I give it a thumbs down. Hey Brennan, you want to uh, give your take, or, or sure. should I take it I'll away? Keep, I'll keep it short. Um, I mean, in addition to what James and Brandon said, there's just so much plot filler. There are characters that don't need to be there. There are scenes that don't ever come back to make sense to wrap up. It's a big thumbs down. I didn't see Horse Sense, but I mm. imagine it's better. <laughs> oh, yeah, it that is was one of the rare episodes that we uh, did without you because yeah. you were moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta watch Horse Sense it's, though. It's honestly, a fun one. It's, it's worth a watch. All right, Ryan, you're the last one. Well, I I want to like this movie very badly, and in many ways I do. I do like this movie because I love the mountain biking aspect of it. I love where it's set. I mean, New Mexico is a, a interesting and unique setting for a decom, uh, even though it's really shot in Utah which is beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, as you've all said, this movie is full of plot devices. Uh, I was I was 30 minutes in, and I was already excruciatingly bored, and, and I had predicted most of the movie already. I predicted most of the movie months ago, actually. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I, I wanted to like this one very, very badly, but yes, as, as you've all mentioned so astutely, uh, the um, plot device of the Navajo as a whole was, was really hard to swallow. Um, and, and while I got a kick out of this movie, I can't in good faith, give it a thumbs up because as much as I liked it, um, it was just objectively a bad movie. So, uh, yeah, thumbs down. Yeah. I, I feel like we're all on the same page there. We, we wish it was a good movie because it, it could be a good movie, but it's not. 
I will say well, it's fun to look at the buffalo. The shots yeah. of the buffalo yeah. are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Right. I also, agree. It had the, I'll had give the it bones this. of a good movie. It, it's the only movie I've ever seen about mountain biking. Right. So that's true. But there is well. one. There is another one uh, which is supposedly better. Uh, I'm pretty. Rad. I'm gonna. I'm pulling it up on IMDb now. I is believe it it's called. Yes, it is. It's it's a decom. It's called. Oh. Is this the one? Oh shit! I think this is the one. Um, no, there's definitely another. Is it motocrossed? I think it's motocrossed. Oh yeah. So oh, motocross is also. A, well, I mean, it's motocross. It's technically not mountain biking per se, but. I mean, it's basically mountain. It's just you know organized mountain biking, and I, I believe people look uh, look back on that one more fondly than they do on this one. Um, but that's just from me clicking through things on the internet. Our listeners may say differently. However, now that I'm looking at IMDb, Motocross has Travis Pastrana in it, so I think already it's Holy probably a better shit. movie. I know, right? His Travis his credit Pastrami. name is just. His name is just Ryder 2. So he's not even a named character. It's like the Buju Banton song. Ryder 2. Driver A. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so hey, I gotta say. Do you have a preference of which uh, biking movie on Disney Channel that you prefer? Please let us know at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Um, Call 1 800 uh, Devil's Revenge. <laughs> right, I forgot that was the name. Hey, wait! I just remembered they raided the 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 biking trails with dim black diamonds. Is that a thing you do in biking, but also in like winter sports? Well, there was a ski lift shot before they got oh. to the trail, so maybe yeah. this is just like the summer. It's the and, this, ski and it is Utah. They have snow, right? I think. Yeah. I don't know. But, no, but, but Romney, do, let us know. But do they have it in New Mexico, where it's supposed to take place? Yeah, they have right. snowboarding oh, right. in New Mexico. I, I, I honestly didn't know that. Dewey Beck, hit <laughs> us up. We, we don't know anything about your home state, because that's definitely where you're from. Have any of you met someone from New Mexico? Yeah, I actually have three friends who are all from Santa Fe, but it wasn't until oh I moved God. to Texas. Yeah. Oh, okay. That that makes sense. Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> and they all, I am and from they all New live York. together, so it's like if you met one, you met them all. I know right. somebody I am who from New moved York. There. And no, mm. you're from New York, Brandon. Oh my God, are you from New York too? I've, have you ever met somebody from New York? No, never. Oh my God, crazy New York circle jerk. Hey. New York, New York, Frank Sinatra. Okay, uh, that's our show, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening. We are all over the place on the internet. You can follow us on Instagram at uh, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You can follow us on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. You can email us. We love getting emails at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. Uh, and you can call us. Uh, and Ryan's going to tell you that number. Phone number is 911. We also have this cool website uh, that I just made for you. It's Google.com. Um, <laughs> that's our home page. That I just made for you. Yeah, we're happy to share our search engine with you guys. 914-863-1613. That's the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel hotline. Nobody calls me because nobody fucking cares. <laughs>
You're gonna get a call one of these days. Actually, uh, I'm sorry. I have to. I have to give a shout out because we got a DM a little while ago, and I forgot to shout it out, and I feel no sorry way. about that. Nice. Yeah, we did. We did. We got a. We got a DM from uh, Sydney. We got a DM from Sydney, and she says, "Hey, Tipsy Panel, I've been laughing and listening for the past couple months. I'm a child of the '90s and love the nostalgia. Even Stevens, Xenon, Cadet Kelly." Two dads. She said that. Yeah. I'm really happy about that. These have made my high, my, uh, my high school self very happy during this quarantine. Glad you were able to make a new one this week. Keep it up. Smiley face. So thank you, Sydney, so much for Aww. listening. We do this for you and people like you. But, uh, yeah, no, it feels really nice to get those things. So if you are listening and you enjoy this, um, it makes us really happy. Um, but we would love to hear from you. We love it when people rate our things, but mostly we just like hearing from you because that's what really matters to us. So, yeah, we're here. This show made possible by viewers like you. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Love it. Um, But, yeah, that's the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Uh, Tune in next time. I'll have another decom for you. Thanks. Bye. Oh, fucking PBS. Goodbye. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan. No, 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 he didn't rip those things off. Those are ours. We we own those those rights. We got the trademarks. That's fair use. I knew the number was like 912 or 917, so when he said 911, it just, it really came out of left field for me. Oh, thank you, guys. I'm so glad you put up with me because this is the only only reason I keep doing it is to be annoying and stupid. (laughs) 